up, yo? It's Mark Shannon with the Fantasy Knockout Fantasy Football Show. Today is August 9th, Tuesday. Uh, you can follow the show. I'm on Twitter, at Fantasy Knockout. I'm also on Instagram, at Fantasy underscore Knockout. Please like and subscribe on whatever platform you are listening or watching on. And we're excited for today's show because we're going to be talking draft strategies and how to attack your draft this fantasy football season. Let's get into some news. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Here is the news. News with views. Running back J.K. Dobbins of the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, The Ravens activated Dobbins with his knee from the PUP list. So if you guys remember, oh, Schefter also stated that uh, Dobbins is on track to be ready for week one. You guys remember when he previously tweeted about it, him not being sure if he was ready or not? Well, there you go. Quarterback Jameis Winston of the New Orleans Saints. Uh, his head coach Dennis Allen said Winston tweaked his foot, like rolled his ankle in practice today or um, on Monday. Uh, it doesn't really much matter for the draft season. We're not drafting Winston, and he'll be ready to go during the regular season. So news is news. Running back Josh Jacobs of the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, his head coach Josh McDaniel said the team is not trying to trade Jacobs at this moment in time. Uh, there were questions to why Jacobs started the Hall of Fame game, and they brought out, you know, while other starters did not play, like Carr and Waller and Adams, but Jacobs did. So a lot of people speculated that he was, they're trying to showcase, it's trying to showcase him so that he can then be traded to another team. Uh, McDaniels came out and said, nope, that's not what we're doing. We're just, you know, wanting him to get some reps. They haven't seen him much, so they're just trying to see what he can do, and he did pretty well. Uh, running back Kareem Hunt of the Cleveland Browns. Um, he was doing a hold-in for a new contract, um, asking or asking to be traded because they weren't necessarily going to give him a contract. His head coach, Kevin Stavansky, came out and said um, that that didn't impress him all much and that if players are healthy, they need to practice. And then all of a sudden, Kareem Hunt started practicing again. So looks like they're not going to be entertaining that idea of trading him or even signing him a contract. He's still got like two years left on his deal, I believe. Uh, quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo of the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Ian Rappaport came out and said that there's no clear trade partner for Garoppolo at this time. Duh. I mean, why would someone trade for him when they know that San Francisco is going to cut him in a couple weeks? Uh, So they'll just sign him then. And then last is wide receiver Nikhil Harry of the Chicago Bears, formerly of the Patriots. Um, He suffered an ankle injury that appears to be severe. Um, It looks like a high ankle sprain, which means he will be missing quite a bit of time. So we're not going to be drafting him at all. I know he was a like a late round flyer for some people off draft boards completely now with news like that. All right. So the main event, we're going to be talking draft strategies. Now, let's discuss draft philosophies instead. Um, I'll also have an article on this topic on the website at fantasyknockout.com. So it's not hard to draft an average fantasy team. If that's what you're looking for, then just log into your draft, put it on auto, click click the couple guys you like, and you're set. It'll draft you an average, decent team. You'll finish right in the middle. But guess what? We're not here to be average. We want to win the championship, right? Hashtag dominate your league. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. So well, let's get right into it. So most fantasy championships, <clears throat> whether or not they know it, they use some sort of process for honing in their fantasy skills for draft day, uh, which is draft philosophy, mock drafting, analyzing those drafts, and then the, doing a little bit of player research. 
if you can, you know, you can start anywhere in this process. And also, you, if you find people like me that like to do this stuff, you can use their rankings, their analysis, and some of their philosophies to then hone in your skills. Maybe you already have some assumptions on player values and strategies. Fantastic. Um, then you can start mock drafting yourself. Um, I use the Draft Wizard, which is by the Fantasy Pros. I like theirs the best. I'll also go on to Yahoo because that's where most platforms I play on are Yahoo Sports. I'll go on to theirs occasionally just because theirs is a little different, but theirs is more player. Other people are doing it too. They're live. And after about the second or third round, they bail. And so you don't get a true value of what you guys, especially later on in the drafts. Hence why I do the Draft Wizard. It's a... Uh, computer that does it but it changes it up each time they've really honed in that skill there by uh, you know fantasy pros the draft wizard there so we analyze those drafts look at where players went look at where you can wait on certain players or positions you can look on oh, okay if you go running back first and then what receivers are later available later in the draft or vice versa if you go receiver or tight end at first then you can see what running backs tend to fall and see it, which team you like best. Also, you can change from the draft position. So if you're early in the draft, second, third, fourth, or if you like the middle, or if you like to be later, you can go and figure out what your tendencies are so that you can then hone that in. So let's talk philosophy real quick. So draft philosophy is a different, it's different from strategies such as like zero RB. Um, a philosophy demonstrates that you can hold certain values, but you aren't pre-committed to that. So if I was a, doing a zero running back strategy, that means I don't take uh, a running back with my first, I don't know, five or six picks, and I focus on receivers and tight ends and stuff like that. Now, what if values, what if certain players, running backs slip and fall to you available in the second round? Well, if you're honed in on being that zero running back strategy, then you pass up great value, and that could hurt you in the draft where... So that's why I say philosophies, because it's, you know, like water, where it's flexible, it moves, it's it's not concrete, it's liquid. So a couple of them are value, like such as value-based drafting, which is uh, it's an old concept created by Joe Bryant of the Football Guys. The summary of VBD, value-based drafting, rank players according to the points they score above players' baselines at their position instead of their total points. For example, quarterbacks score a lot of points, but all quarterbacks score a lot of points. Therefore, the top quarterbacks have a lower VBD value than running backs or wide receivers. Let's use like in a 10-team league with normal positions. So that's like a quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, and a flex, such as like that. Take, a quarter, take the top quarterback. His total points for the year, let's say, is 300 for easy math. Take the 10th-ranked quarterback. His total points for the year are 270. Okay, so that's a difference of 30 points. Then take the top running back uh, for that year, which let's say is 250 points, right? Still lower than the quarterbacks is what we said. Take the 25th ranked running back because we're taking, because they start two running backs, right? So the 25th run ranking back um, in a 10-team league is, his points are about 150. So that's a 100-point difference. That's a lot more than that 30-point difference in the quarterback range, hence why we tend to do some later round quarterback drafting too, which which we'll talk about next. So the mid round quarterback used to be the late round quarterback, which was honed in by Zach, um, not Zach, Zacharyson, JJ Zacharyson. That's who it was. Um, he coned, he honed in that late round quarterback. I'm going to adjust it to mid round this year because we don't need to wait, and a lot of people are starting to find 
the value of quarterbacks you can wait on. And there's more guys with the rushing ability, such as Kyler Murray and uh, Ertz, not Ertz, um, Hertz, sorry, <laughs> and Hertz. They have a lot bigger value. Lamar Jackson has a lot better value. Josh Allen with his uh, rushing ability has really created a good ceiling for him. So if you take Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes at the top of your draft this year, they're like drafting a sports car, right? Uh, which is sexy and great, and it looks fantastic on your team. But if you wait on a little bit of value and take like a Prius, which is still good, gets you to where you need to be, provides, you know, it's just not that sexy pick. Um, you get that solid miles per gallon, such as like a Dak Prescott, right? Yes, again, I said it's not sexy, and having Dak on your team is kind of ugly. Get it. But like I said, it still gets the job done. Plus, what happens if you have an injury to your quarterback? Um, it's not like you have insurance on it and you can get a not another top-tier quarterback like that, right? You have to then find one on the waiver wire. Well, if you drafted or you waited on a quarterback, you don't feel that hit as hard. And you won't have to necessarily trade a quality depth piece or a running back or receiver on your team to go get a high-end quarterback. You can just pick up another Prius, you know, like a Matthew Stafford. So that's why I like to wait. I'll take a Stafford. I'll take a Dak. I'll take a Tom Brady. Um, a lot of those guys wait. Uh, the top guy this year I'm waiting for, Kirk Cousins. Like, if I don't get any of my guys, I'll take Kirk Cousins because he, he's got a good schedule to start off with. And, again, who's going after Kirk Cousins in the drafts this year? Nobody. So you can literally wait till your last pick and get him if you need to. Um, other strategies are zero running back or the hero running back. So zero running back, we kind of mentioned where you do not draft a running back in the first couple positions of your or the first couple rounds of your spot of your draft. You wait till like the fifth, sixth round where you start. Hero running back is very similar to that, where you in the first round, if you're the first couple picks, like you got the first pick overall, you take Jonathan Taylor, he's your hero, and then you focus on receivers and tight end after that, and then you find in a pass-catching running back later in the draft, such as like a Naheem Hines or if Kareem Hunt is falling in the seventh round, you snag him up and he's your second running back where in other teams they would probably put him as their flex. You put him in your second because you have three stud receivers and a stud tight end that you're happy with. Um, draft position, nothing impacts your draft more than the draft spot you pick from. Um, so this is another reason why you need to be flexible, especially don't lock in where where you think you're going to be, especially if you don't know. I mean, if you know ahead of time, like one of my leagues, we do a we randomly draw and then we get to select where we choose. And so we do a draft order selection. We do that, and then the first person picks the first spot. Most likely, they go in line, uh, like you would expect. But every once in a while, if like I was the third place and I don't like that third spot, I bump back to five or six because maybe I like those running backs felt like those running backs the same. And then come back in the second round, I get a little bit better pick there. So finding out what you do better. Me personally, I don't like being on the ends of the draft board because it's two quick picks around. And then you got such a long turnaround until your next pick. You tend to miss uh, runs. You got to take guys early. It's a lot harder. So I, I prefer to be more in the middle there I, where I'm more flexible. I can catch trends or runs earlier and I'm not waiting in between guys. I'm not taking huge shots on guys or drafting them ahead of their draft spot i can find and wait and for me i think i find more value there i've just done 
better when I've drafted from the middle spots personally over the years than I have on the ends. But if I'm at the 101, I'll take 101 or 102 any day of the week because you do get that top tier running back that you always like. Then also we got to know our league settings. Um, know your settings on draft or before draft day. Reach out to your commissioner, find out or look up the settings on your platform. See if they're changed anything. If they added another uh, flex spot or if they took away kickers, I hopefully they did. Or maybe they added them back. Then you need to know who you're drafting for a kicker. Um, also, is it a two QB league or is it a uh, super flex, which is a quarterback in your flex spot? Know these rules ahead of time. Know the waiver priorities. Is it fab or is it a rolling list of who the first guy gets it or is it whoever loses that week gets the first waiver waiver priority pick that that day? Um, so look those over. Know your league settings, and then finally. Be aware of the pros and cons of each strategy, which you kind of went over them. Mock draft, test them out by drafting. Try the zero RB, try the hero RB. And then when you're done, look at your team. Do you feel like that is something you could personally go with through a fantasy season that year? Do you feel like that's something you'd like to try and go for? Go for it. If not, like I've tried the zero RB, I don't like that. I like running backs. I like to have plethora of running backs. I tend to overdraft running backs where I have typically six or seven on a team, which I don't need that many. But I like to have running backs just because they go down so much. Um, and for me, it's easier to find wide receivers or trade for mid-level wide receivers that can find value. Like last, last year, I traded for uh, Jalen Waddle um, in the middle of the season before he took his you know ascent to his that amazing status that he did and i don't know what i flipped him for like nobody so you know there's easier to do that um so definitely test them out during your mock drafts see what you're comfortable with and do what again this is for your draft so do what's comfortable for you just because i like something doesn't mean you need to like it or you have to do it that way find out what works for you Well, that's going to wrap it up. The next show we have is draft do's and don'ts, things to do during a draft, things to not do during a draft. Um, I want to say thank you for listening to the show. Make sure to subscribe, whatever platform. Leave a rating and review. really helps me out. All right. Till next time. See ya.